Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. And my patron peeps, my patron peeps. Uh, thanks for supporting the show, patrons, patron peeps. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Uh, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations. Uh, so things you're thinking about, you know, on your mind, going through, you know, the old brain, the old noggin. Uh, it's, I don't know if I, if I referred to it as a noggin before. I mean, I've done 800-something episodes. Hopefully I'll remember that. You know, we're just, uh, when you're hearing this, I think we're out of the, we're denogged. Uh, okay, so so whatever's keeping me like the thoughts, the things you're thinking about, like I said, feelings, like emotions, uh, things being, you know, things that are you're just feeling or sensing, uh, physical sensations as well. Uh, cumulative, uh, it could be cumulus clouds, it could, could be accumulation of things, it could be changes in time, temperature, uh, other stuff, could be a mission, mission, like an unsolvable mystery. I mean, I mean that because that's what the situation I'm in. I got uh, trouble getting to sleep, staying asleep right now. And I say, what's up with that? I say, well, this is mysterious, but, you know, I got my routine I got the things that you, you know, everything I have fallen asleep lately, knocking on wood, if I could, during recording of a sleep podcast. Uh, but, uh, you know, then I, I, I say, what's up with that? I can't fall back asleep. So, suddenly I wake up, uh, suddenly I wake up and I say, oh, well, that's not great. So, but, oh, sorry, but enough about me. Whatever's keeping you awake, uh, could be any of that stuff. Could be people, you know, somebody saying, well, Scooch, why you got to bring that up? Uh, I said, don't worry, I'll get back to misusing the word nog soon. Uh, but whatever it is is keeping keeping you up, I'm going to try to take your mind off of that. And what I'm going to do is I have this very exclusive uh, safe place set aside. Where Here's the thing. It's exclusive, but not excluding. Nothing's excluded. You know, except for the stuff, it's not even excluded. I don't actually exclude the things that are keeping you awake. I just try to take your mind off of stuff. Like I say, you, like with the brain bots, uh, or what do we, could we call them something with nogs? Uh, the nog bot, nog bots is not half bad. It's a little bit, uh, you'd say, uh, Alec, could you give me rejected science fiction picks, pitches for, 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 for a thousand? Nogbots, uh, what is uh, a movie that'll never be made? Wow, that's correct. That doesn't seem like it actually. Okay, so I'm going to try to take your mind off stuff. I'm going to create a safe place. Uh, we'll talk about that more real soon. I'm also going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use the lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders. Oh, so superfluous tangents. I mean, holy mackerel. I've already supplied a few. I don't know if they're always syrupy, though. Syrupy, uh, superfluous tangents. If I had a, um, if I had a, one of those machines with those drinks, uh, what are those called? Slushies. 
I guess, uh, superfluous, we'd call it, because it'd be purple, you know, fake grape-flavored. Superfluous. uh, That'll be at Scoots Fest 2030, would be the soonest ever there'd be a Scoots Fest, except for all the fests with scooters and stuff that are unrelated to this podcast. Uh, So, oh, I'm here to take your mind off of stuff. What I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to keep you company as you drift off. Now, if you're new, holy mackerel, are you You might be saying to yourself, or what in the tarnation is this podcast or is this person talking about? And that's understandable if you're new. You might even be saying, what in the Sam Heck, uh, or what in the name of that musical uh, that uh, you say, yeah, what, I forgot the name of the musical because it changed. I thought it was a Heck Town, I think it's called, Hades Town. Okay, so what is this podcast? Here's a couple of things. Structurally, what to expect is unexpected for podcast. It starts off with business. That really is how we're able to keep the podcast free for everybody to download whenever they want, is the business. Uh, uh, so we do do that mostly at the beginning of the show, and I really appreciate those of you uh, that are engaged with that. Uh, so that can throw people off. Then the intro can also throw people off. It's a 12 to 20 minute ramble about uh, things that are on my mind and where I try to explain what the podcast. Well, it's actually not, they're not on my mind when I start. I say, okay, here's what I'm going to do. T- t- Creek dulcet meanders, you know, superfluous tangents. Explain, explain, the, explain, I explained my brain. Uh, explain what the podcast is to new listeners, structure, what to expect, it's, uh, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, then stuff comes up in my mind and it just it makes me go off topic. And it, it's something that organically grew out of making the podcast, but it really works because uh, so now I lean into it or I've been leaning into it for like seven, eight hundred episodes. No, yeah, maybe 700 episodes uh, because I found that it gives you a little bit of time to get ready for bed or to wind down and relax and get comfortable. So then by the time I get to the story or tonight, we'll be talking about the um, program Mandalorian. Uh, you'll be you'll be drifting off into dreamland, or I'll be here to keep you company either way. So there's an intro, there's business an intro, then there's a little business, then we'll talk about The Mandalorian, uh, episode four, I believe. But, but if you've never seen the show or you watch it a lot like I do, don't worry. You, you know, I, I'll, 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 I won't really cover too much exciting stuff. Uh, you know, we'll just talk about, you know, skiffs or uh, floorboards, those kind of things. Uh, so you could drift off and I'll look, you probably do some research and stuff. I say, huh, what is a, what is a floorboard? I better Google that. And then there's some thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. A couple other things to note. This is a podcast you don't really need to listen to. You can listen uh, but I wouldn't listen so close that you're saying, okay, when are you going to get to the sleep stuff? Because uh, if you're asking that question, uh, the, the, the kind of the whole thing, it's like, a, a, I, don't, I don't know, I guess I wish I had an extra analogy in there. It, it, I just never get there. It's all sleepy stuff. It's all, you know, it's a, I put the noggin, noggin. I mean, there's no doubt about that. When you say, what is, how would you describe nog? And I'd say something that's viscous, but uh, about the consistency of Elmer's glue, uh, that, like that you would drink. Uh, 
or, uh, yeah, or that you'd find pooled somewhere. And I'd say probably also, an, like, I don't know if you can have a liquid that's an amalgamation, but I'd say it's uh, various ingredients uh, put together. Not as thick as a milkshake. Uh, that's Nog. N-O-G. Nog. Okay, well, he spelled it correctly, at least. So, I don't know where I actually, I, I got I got caught in that Nog. I don't even know what I was talking about. Sorry, new listeners. Oh, this is a podcast you don't really need to listen to or pay attention to. Almost like look at it in loose focus. Uh, uh, just like the background. Like, I'm the, um, what do they call that? The Boca. I'm not the Boca Vista. I'm the Boca with an E. I think it's spelled, it has an E at the end or something. You, you know, the f- effect in pictures, it, you know, mostly it used to be portraits done by professionals. Then a lot of people had di- digital SLRs and, you know, with the filter and the c- camera and the focus, you know, the background would be a little bit blurry. It makes you stand out. Now, a lot of smartphones have it kind of built in. I think that background's called bokeh. And I'm not the portrait. No, oh no. For the love of uh, John Berger, I'm not looking or looked upon. I'm best to sit in the background out of focus, like a vase or, a, you know, a sitting, one of those things, like a, whatever you call that, where you recline or flowers or a kitty cat or, you know, bird, you know, raptor. Or you say, what is that on that table? Is it, It's mysterious. I can't tell what it is. Uh, well, yeah, you're supposed to look at the queen, George, uh, not at the table behind the queen. You see, but that's where all the hidden meaning is. Uh, and you say, well, it's, it's called the portrait of the queen. And you say, okay, well, you could, you two could, could you two take your debate somewhere? Uh, I think you both have valid points. So I'm going to double validate you both and also give you both a glass of nog that you could sip on the entire time I do the rest of the intro. So it's, okay, thank you both. Oh, boy, it almost got caught up in an artistic debate there. So I'm the bokeh. I'm the bokeh of podcasts. Uh, you might say I'm the bokeh of podcasts the other way because that used to be like a term for retirement, I think, and uh, Seinfeld, del Boca Vista. But you could call it bokeh. Well, no, people would say I'm going to bokeh. And I, I think that's for Boca Raton or so, I mean, you could say I'm the equivalent of retirement for podcasts. That would be figurative. That's more of a feel. And yeah, I'm like the fuzzy parts without a doubt. Uh, so you podcast you don't need to listen to. It only took me eight minutes to explain that part. Also, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour to keep you company as you drift off. Uh, so I'll be here at your side, and you'll you'll just kind of, you know, drift away. That's the whole idea of uh, that. Uh, I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bud, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, uh, your boar bra, if, you know, if you're, if you're into that. And uh, um, what else? Uh, oh, oh, but if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here till the very end. So I make the show uh, for those of you that are asleep and those of you that can't sleep. I'm here to keep you company either way. I do truly b- believe you do deserve a good night's sleep and that your world and the broader world will be a better place if you're rested. So I do. It's my honor. It's my pleasure. I've been there, like I said, at the top of the show. You know, I also have a noggin full of nog. So there's eggnog. That's the most famous of nogs. Actually, 
you want to talk about like a, um, I don't know if there would be a Disney movie or um, what's Illumination is that the other their competitor? But I mean, all of the other nogs have been short, short. Uh, you know, get, they haven't got the attention they deserve because I don't even know what else. I mean, other than the generalized term nog, right? I mean, if it's eggnog, that means there's probably other nogs. Like, I don't know why this uh, plum nog. I would never drink that. Uh, but it popped in my head when I said, "That's how. That's how little attention other nogs have got." I said, "What's a quick brain? What's another nog? Plum nog." And even though I was saying it, I was saying plum nog. There can't ever be in the history of the world. There probably has been a plum nog, because I guess there's plum pudding. So it's not that big a stretch. Uh, then I guess you'd say, well, fig nog. Then okay. How about a nog that's actually appetizing? I would say, like a, something like a horchata is not quite a nog, but that would be a nog I could get behind. And you say, yeah, we could. There could you could have a horchata nog. I mean, probably like, uh, yeah, maybe. Oof, that sounds delicious. I mean, usually you say, well, yeah, it would be rice or tapioca pudding, and they say, well, that's a pudding. It's not a nog. So back to the old nog. Nogging board. I think I prefer nogging board. Don't come, don't come, don't come a noggin when the nogs, the noggins rag, noggin. You know what I'm saying? Because it just means I'm trying to think of up new nogs and I can't be interrupted. I said, I almost had it. Uh, another, I almost, we say, what are you doing in there, Scoots? Designing groundbreaking new nogs? No, I was just trying to think of other nogs. All I got is plum and fig. And then horchata nag, which doesn't actually sound, it doesn't do horchata justice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, what, what, how do you feel about this one? French nag. Well, boy, yeah, no, I'm starting to sweat, too. You better get out of here. I got to think up other titles for nags. Uh, yeah, mint chocolate nag. That just is, you know, talk about boring. Hope say, holy pedestrian pedestrian nog you see well, give, alec can you give me pedestrian nogs for four thousand uh, that's vanilla nog alec that's the most that that's the only thing more boring is plain nog plain nog i mean there's a, a nog title it's not a good one you see that's not what i would like to drink um you see that's actually my grandpa ralph it has a he's the one person i know that has a taste for plain nog and we've always wondered, what, but he, that's his one treat a year, a glass of plain, not, oh boy, do I love that plain, not plain flavorless nog. Uh, also, I guess it would be known as the 80s, but it, when you think of the 80s in retrospect, you say, man, it had neon, it had all that music, uh, it wasn't like plain nog. And I'd say, well, yeah, I guess the, the mainstream culture you're right. It had fat shoelaces, parachute pants. I think that was even when Zumba's. No, were Zumba pants in the 90s? Uh, Zumba nog. That would be. That's it. Well, that's a proprietary nog, I'm afraid. Uh, and you see, what, what happens when I drink Zumba nog? Do I run like a, like a zebra? No, you just go. That, they serve it at NFL games now. It. Uh, Okay. Well, anyway, I got to get back to the end. I was supposed to end this intro. I went off topic right into uh, Nogland. So I got a head full of Nog. I mean, I think that was my point. Uh, 
Uh, but I'm putting it to good use because I'm here to help you fall asleep. Now, if you're new, you give the podcast a few tries. Now, that's I don't I don't get anything out of it if you give it a few tries. I just hope it helps you. Uh, I mean, the ba- main thing is if if you give it a few tries, that's what uh, millions of listeners have said. Hey, give it a few tries, see how it goes. It, for me, it didn't work for episode two or three or four. Uh, but if you've given it a few tries uh, and it doesn't work, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you has other podcasts and stuff you could check out. Uh, but the main thing is I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you coming by. I work very hard and I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. And for you regular listeners, here's the ways we're able to keep this podcast free for everybody. All right, hey everybody, it's uh, time for me to talk about uh, Chapter 4 of The Mandalorian. This is a man that's going to be boring, and he is, uh, and I'm finally in a position where I haven't seen the next episode. It, I guess it came out this morning, it looks like. Uh, I knew they came out on Fridays, I didn't realize they came out Friday mornings, but I haven't seen it or heard anything about it, so that's good. Yeah, so now I'm waiting for the uh, fourth episode to download on this iPad here. I can see the na- the 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 teaser just with one sentence about the episode. Really doesn't give out too many info, too much info. And this episode features another ongoing character, which really plays against our expectations in some sense because of like the, the teaser trailers and the art that was released before the series started. You kind of got, at least is in my opinion, I mean, but Mandalorian does seem like a tale of a lone, you know, person traveling the universe to help people. I mean, also in this case, uh, like the season arc seems to be helping one person in particular. Uh, but, you know, we did it like, I mean, I guess I projected the idea, oh, Mandalorian's got a backup team, like a backing band with the droid and then the character, uh, Kara, uh, Kara, you say Kara, I say Kara, Kara Dune, uh, who's featured in this episode. And maybe a per- Ron Perlman, the Ron Perlman ask, uh, uh, engineer, but I don't know. So, uh, I don't know. So, so I guess that's not, I mean, that's a way that subverted expectations such far, such far, so far. Uh, this episode is also very truly, uh, uh, very um, episodically modular and uh, procedural, like a sleep with me episode should be. Uh, so that was great, and now I'm hitting play. It's probably going to play next last time on there. I'm trying to think if I have any other commentary about this, uh, you know, while we warm up, showing uh, recaps from the last few episodes. Uh, silver armor, you know, the shiny armor. I didn't think about that. That shiny uh, from uh, was it from Moana? That song we're seeing the uh, floating pram. That was the b- biggest mistake of the season. Not keeping that floating pram. What did Scoots talk about the most last episode? You know, all the greatest one of the greatest losses in all Star Wars. Not uh, taking the floating pram out of the garbage, even if it wasn't properly working. I mean, here's the thing. I guess they could say they could say, well, actually, one of the stormtroopers, you know, GP forty four forty four five, but actually, they're not stormtroopers anymore. So they probably it's like you, you know, I'm Zeke, uh, like you know, they just wear storm, you know, former stormtrooper or a person who acquired the stormtrooper armor, you know, in a mud pie mud pie making dance. Uh, you know, I did. I did take all of the the electronics out. I didn't just didn't keep the top half of the pram because I have one at home. Uh, 
It just took the electronics for it. You know, I'm going to make one of those mini, you know, you heard of a mini bike, right? Scoots, uh, pocket bike. Remember those were big, like for seven years ago, we're going to make one of those. Okay, great. So it wouldn't be the episode if I didn't say Werner. Uh, then, uh, you know, we have the, all the openings, which I talked through. Then we see like this great shot again, where if you don't know anything, if you stay spoiler free, which I guess if you listen to this, uh, Hopefully, you're probably asleep anyway, but if you're not, you know, you you won't be missing much because you get to see it through my eyes. You see, well, if you're going to see, if you're not going to be spoiler-free, see it through Scoots' eyes. Uh, Because I said, uh, holy uh, 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 movie, I I thought this was, I said, is that a um, a fancy fish tank? Uh, because we see some like shrimp, brine shrimp, like, but they're blue swimming around and some stuff. It did look like we were inside of a fish tank. The lights coming from above. Oh, this is a recap. Sorry, I was just looking at my notes for the first time. Recap: Werner, Yoda, uh, armor, uh, grief. What crib? Hide and seek. John Wick. Hide and seek. All of them. Uh, all of them. Lucasfilm. Star Wars. Underwater. Fish tank question mark. Lots of light, blue brine type, uh, sea monkeys, uh, uh, something shrimp, shrimp blue. Kid plays with a frog, takes a village. Uh, it's like a village. Uh, there's actually, it didn't even, there's like a, a, a carrying droid. Uh, let's see, everyone's working. Uh, then we get the old uh, thing from uh, every, everything's picturesque. Holy cow, these people are happy. They're working together. They're working hard, wiping their faces of sweat. Kids are playing wicker soccer, uh, chase a frog, whatever that game was that that character played, a super water fun time or whatever. But then we get the old Jurassic Park uh, water moment with the boom, boom, booming, booming. And everyone splits uh, as they say, oh, boy, here comes the walker. And they said something, like, at first I couldn't understand what they were saying. It was reenactment. I heard stuff like reenactment. And uh, I saw it. I heard, uh, you know, our friend Summer uh, made a movie about this. Uh, but I could have heard them say, like, uh, something LARPers. At first I thought they said Womp Rat because that's what I thought they say every time. But they were called, like, they, it was two words. So it took me a long time to parse this out. LARPer, uh, reenact, like, and it's Lort, 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 LARPers, uh, uh, which is just, I mean, again, this is uh, just my interpretation. But these were Lord of the Rings, like a live action role player, reenactor kind of uh, people. And I'll tell you what, they weren't in the fellowship. Uh, they were in the puppy ship. Uh, uh, I don't know if they were on Team Sauron. I think they were like original Sauron, 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 whatever, uh, you know, indirectly working for Sauron. At least we get, or maybe they could work for Sauron. And I, I, so anyway, they're Lord of the Rings or LARPers. So Lord, Lord of the Rings, LARP, live action role players. Uh, but they don't. They they play like in a way where they don't ask uh, the other people at the village if they wanted to play. They say we need extras for our LARPing, and they just show up. Uh, believe me, don't worry. The Mandalorian will help us parse and sort this out. 
Oh, that was the other thing I forgot is uh, that uh, um, the great news is that oh, that I was talking about, you know, the Mystery Bard wrote, a, a, like, did a TikTok uh, and a, a song, a day song, uh, Baby Yoda Lullaby. And I'm so busy with the podcast, I don't know how big viral it went, but, it, you know, it's great news for the Mystery Bard. Uh, by the time you hear this, it'll be months later, but I'll try to link to it. You know, let's re, 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 you know, re, re, get it going. Um, so where were we? Okay. Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh, they also think they can, they, they want to shrimp. This is really a stretch, but, uh, LARP, Lord of the Rings, LARPers got to eat. That's one of the things the leader says, you know, so they're also taking the shrimp, uh, for like a buffet, which is ridiculous, you know? Uh, so they're particularly focusing on one mother and her daughter, uh, you know, they were particularly impacted, uh, by the thing. It's chapter four, Sanctuary, uh, Mandalorian. Then we see the ship in space. Then we see Oso. This is Oso. If you want to talk about Oso Cute, uh, and this has gotten a lot of meme treatment, but, you know, like 80s or radio stations in the car with dad, uh, but Oso's pressing buttons, and again, I guess I got to do another commentary here. Uh, not to go off to, well, it's my job is going tangents, right? And I could tell you that if I would have known about Baby Oso before the season started, there would have been a part of me that like was like, oh boy, they're going to be in trouble there. Like, how you can't pull? That's going to be tough to pull off. Uh, so I really have to salute everybody involved in the Mandalorian for successfully pulling this off. First of all, for not hyping it. So even, uh, this is one situation where whatever the marketing and creative discussions were, they ended up for the best and it's had a great, much greater impact, but also just how hard it is. You know, just make, like to make something that parents and kids can watch and enjoy together that has something that it actually is cute, like Oso, but uh, that isn't smarmy, I guess. You know what I'm saying? And the main, like the closest parallel I can draw, because you say I haven't seen Mandalorian Scoots, I need more. Uh, and I said, don't worry, I got you covered, uh, is uh, uh Olaf, uh, the snowman that likes warm hugs from, from the first Frozen. And I mean, you think about it, like, again, I heard about Olaf before the movie came out and I think it was on a podcast and someone was critical of the idea. And I can't, I can't honestly remember at the time if I was like, huh, I'm interested or I was agreeing and saying, well, boy, sounds like a big mistake. And even the Olaf art might've gotten leaked out ahead of time, maybe on purpose in a marketing way. Anyway, first of all, because I was just thinking about this with, like, a Frozen 2 and the holiday season is when I'm recording this, is, like, uh, the idea of a reinvention of a living snow person, uh, oh, boy, that is, I mean, I realize this is, like, 2014 or whatever, but uh, the idea of doing, taking something that's somewhat iconic and plussing it and reinventing it and kind of making it its own a uh, man and then perfect casting josh gad uh and then you know great songwriting great writing i don't know but that's the closest thing i could say i guess from someone that makes stuff i see how did they pull Olaf off i mean you know before even before they got josh gad you know 
I mean, again, you say, okay, it was all these stages. It all worked out great. And I'd say the same for Oso. Uh, that just, so I guess that's just my meandering way of saying, well done. Okay. So pressing buttons, he, he says, stop. Uh, and then Oso rebels, uh, and he puts Oso in his lap. Then he pulls up a map. Uh, they're going to play something sorghum. They said, isn't that like something to do with like weed or something? Uh, I said, or bran? Uh, back, backwater. You see the affinity though, even though, uh, the Mandalorian can be very scooter-esque or Drew-like, uh, cold, uh, distant, uh, he does say, he does get cutesy. He says, you want to, we're going to lay low. What do you think that, you little womp rat? Uh, no one will find us. Uh, then the ship, uh, Mandalorian ship goes over our village. Uh, it gets lots of eyes from the villagers. Which, again, as far as, like, the slow reveals or semi-slow in a 40-minute episode, I said, well, what's going to happen next? Uh, I mean, clearly there's, like, this A-team, you know, procedural element, but you say, huh, how's this going to come together? Uh, then uh, we get more oh-so-ness because uh, he says, uh, the Mandalorian, I mean, this is a bad to Talk about bad ideas, though. He says, why don't you stay behind on the ship, oh-so? And uh, everyone that was watching in the world said, what are you thinking, Mandalorian? Obviously, uh, you're not, because uh, he's going to put that ball in his mouth or something. Or, you know, press with so many, you don't have, like, uh, your ship is not childproofed. Uh, but at least uh, this child is so smart, it can advocate for itself. Because, I mean, by the way, kids can't, but this is baby happens to be 50, so... Uh, that's why. So the baby says, even though I'm a still, you know, this is my developmental stages are not the same as a human or most mammals. Uh, I'm going to come with you because I can't be trusted on my own. And I say, man, I wish I could eat, like advocate for my needs like that. Uh, and the Mandalorian says, well, I'm glad you spoke to you spoke to your needs. Uh, I, I don't agree. So he sighs. He, 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 oh, that's when he says, don't come with me. Oh, no, then he sighs and says, come on. Then they go walking. They go to like a kebab and noodles bar, uh, which, uh, hello, Disney. You know, I know you got some other shops at your Disney theme parks or whatever, but uh, kebab and noodles bar would be good. You could put this outdoors somewhere even. And, yeah, I guess you could still charge whatever, 8000 for like a bowl of noodles. So it's a kebab. Yeah, but there's wood, wooden dirt floors. We kind of get an idea of uh, uh, not primitive uh, environment, uh, but a basic environment. I don't mean Eleanor basic. I mean, you know, wooden dirt floors. Uh, Oso meets a cat. Then we see a grouchy soldier in the background. And we get a bone broth shout out. Uh, you know, you heard it here first years ago when I talked about sipping broth being a th- becoming a thing. And I even got turned down by a sipping broth sponsor or, you know, I never heard back from them uh, when they said, uh, you know, but, but that's true. Uh, like uh, they said, you know, I was the one that invented sipping broth, uh, you know, except for the people, you know, 4,000 years ago that did it. Uh, Mando doesn't eat. This also was like, uh, huh, like where you, uh, it's a small way to keep people on the edge of their seat, these different scenes. Or at least to me, they kept me, I said, huh, does Mando eat at all? Like, uh, 
that are not much business. Uh, What does that mean? Not log runner. Uh, But he says, who's that lady back there? Like looking glum and still like armor. And she she, she says, uh, there's not much business here. And she says, I don't know. She's not a log runner. And then she says, oh, this is all like, so this is like, I think this is like a Renaissance fair planet, uh, but not our Renaissance fair. Some other version of Renaissance fair, but also real, but real, like, uh, I don't know how to explain. She says, would you like a flag and a spotchka? Uh, And uh, he says, keep an eye on the kid. Then he checks the thermal prints. he can see thermal footprints. He gets tricked by this other soldier, and she jumps down. Uh, they have an arm wrestling match, uh, and they're disagreeing mostly about the rules of the arm wrestling match. And then we see Baby Oso sipping bone broth, uh, and we get a great joke. Uh, you want some soup? Then uh, she's, you know, we get in halfway through her backstory, so we don't hear too much, you know, because this isn't a sleep podcast. Uh, I mean, the show isn't. Uh, so she says, yada, 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 drop ships, peacekeepers, early retirement. Uh, she's talking about, oh, what's that? Not Hoth, but that other one, Endor. Uh, let's see. She said, I knew you were a guild, thought you had a fob on me. They said that was a, like a, one of my favorite uh, Star Wars parody songs that were n- never written uh, about the Mandalorian by, uh, I don't know, t- take a fob on me, you know, just like uh, take a chance on me. You've got a fob on me. Or I guess you could sing it as uh, the Jungle Book. You've you've got a, oh no, that's not the Jungle Book, it's Toy Story. You've got a fob on me. Fits so many places, I think, just because of the way the, um, the syllables fall. No, I'm trying now. Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to move on. I was here first. Uh, and again, I like how clear cut the Mandalorian can be. He goes, oh, well, this planet's taken, kid. Uh, going to have to hit the road. Then he's tuning up his ship and two villagers come on a skiff. If you want to talk about him, like one of the things this TV show glorifies, it's uh, lanterns. You say, when was the last show with this many lanterns? Uh, that wasn't based around, you know, that like weren't oil land, you know, that wasn't like, uh, you say Hamilton. I say, well, that's a musical one. You say two, like, okay, Mary Poppins two. And you say, well, were those land, uh, those are, were those lamps or lanterns? I'm talking about lanterns, not lamps. You see, this thing has some, you know, if you're into lanterns, uh, or I don't know, maybe like there's somebody like it, they'll, they'll come out like one of those people. They say, well, we can't our kids today. We can't watch this stuff. It's full of lanterns. Uh, and then next thing you know, there's going to be, you know, moths coming by. You know, when I was a kid, we sat in the dark and you say, no, actually didn't because you probably had lanterns then too. Okay. He says, excuse me, excuse me. Raiders, uh, you know, they say, he says, yeah, they call them Raiders. Uh, he said, no, no, Empire. They, no, they said, uh, Lord of the Lord of the LARP, Lord, Lord LARPers. And he said, what is that? Some sort of dance, Lord LARPer. And they go, no, Lord, Lord LARPers are, they're bugging us. Uh, we got money to pay you. Uh, 
uh, and he says, well, not enough to deal with a Lord LARPer. And they go, no, no, a group, it's a group, not just one person. And the Mandalorian's like, no, no way. You're not going to get me. You don't have enough money in the world to, to pay, pay me to deal with any Lord LARPers. And, uh, he says, how many lulls would a Lord LARPer LARP if a Lord LARPer could LARP LARPs, uh, and they, he says, they say, well, we like, uh, grow Krill and Bruce Spotchka, man. He goes, not enough. Uh, they said, we'll give you more after the next harvest. Uh, and they say, oh, uh, like, uh, the, 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 one of the actors in this is somebody I really love. Um, uh, Eugene Cordero, uh, and he, but, but, but I have a feeling he'll be a big, big star, uh, uh, and you, 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 I don't know. I just always enjoy seeing him on the screen. Uh, it, it just has a really nice, uh, it, especially when he plays this character, where he's a little bit flummoxed. Uh, but he has like this good nature to him. I don't know. He's also very funny. I mean, not in, in this one, he adds a tiny bit of uh, humor, but not too much. Uh, so I don't know. He's also good at adding like subtle humor. So, okay, where was I? Okay, Eugene Cordero. Okay, so they say we live in the middle of nowhere. He says, you live in the middle of nowhere? Uh, where's that? And they go, uh, you know, in the middle of nowhere, down the road ways. Uh, and the Mandalorian goes, uh-huh. He goes, do you, have, do you have a lot of lanterns? And they say, well, we got one right here. Uh, and first he says, okay, you still got that money, though? Uh, let's see. He goes, where? And they go, or what do you do? They go, on a farm. We're farmers. Weren't you listening? Yeah. And he goes, you have lodging. Again, I love how the language they use for the Mandalorian. And at first, oh, they also, I think it was, I don't know if it, like it was Eugene or someone else that said, but you just took us a whole day to get here. Now we get to go all the way home. Uh, and then, yeah, I love to, weren't you listening? We live on a farm. We're farmers. Uh, Okay, so he says, good, uh, come to hell. Okay, something, he goes, okay, let's load up the skiff. One more thing, give me those credits. Uh, and then we see him drop the credits at uh, Cara Dune's uh, uh, thing. He says, I'm going to be, one more thing, give me those credits. I'm watching now. She's just kicking it by against a tree by the fire. And he goes, you ready for round two? And she goes, hmm. Then they're on the skiff. She goes, then they kind of say, okay, what are we doing? Lorp larder, lore larders or something. She goes, what? Uh, and he goes, like, they're going to give you a place to stay uh, and we'll be a deterrent. A pretty good deal. Uh, nothing lives out here. You can handle it. I can handle it. And she goes, lorp larders? And he goes, no, lorp larders, one of the guys says. Then again, you get this uh, super cuteness. Is there a word like, you know, people used to say H-A-W-T or whatever, hot. Uh, oh, yeah, this is like K-E-W-T-Cute. Uh, let me see what the time frame stamp is. 1327. Uh, Mando kicks back and then uh, Oso kicks back. Uh, super cute. Holy moly. Uh, Mando... Oh, oh, so looks at the stars for a second, though. Then they wake up. They're there. Kids come running. They're happy to see everybody. Happy to see us, even one of them says. Uh, and oh, so they love oh, so it's a farm. 
Uh, then we're in a room uh, where the blinds are getting put up by like a, what is kind of like teased out as like a romantic interest for the Mandalorian. It's just, it's like, uh, she goes, hello, uh, please come in. Sorry, you got to sleep in the barn. He goes, this one is nice. Uh, he also is very robotic. And he says, thank you. That's very kind. Uh, her daughter tries to sneak in and makes Mando a little jumpy. Uh, she says, we don't get a lot of visitors. He says, thank you. And nods. Uh, yeah, also at 1520. Let me see. Uh, it's coming up in a minute. Uh, she says, yeah, I stack some blankets. That's very kind, old Mando says. Uh, now he's jumpy. Winter's the name of the daughter. Uh, Mando says, she says, oh, this man's here to help us. Uh, uh, like, uh, get rid of those lorp, larder, lorp larpers. Uh, uh, yeah, she's protected, protect us from the lorp larders, taking our shrimp and just making us larp with them when we don't even want to. Uh, let's give our guests some room. Mando's standing there. There's some shot I wanted to note. Uh, 1520. Oh, there it is. Oh, boy. No wonder I said noted. Uh, it's actually 1528. It's a shot, overhead shot of the farm. It really is cool. Uh, then, oh, yeah, good shot from the sky. Then Mando's getting ready sequence. Not really sequence. He's just getting dressed. Knock, knock. Come in. We see that Oso has their own crib. Uh, Winter says, can I feed him? He says, sure. Can I play with him? Sure, but a little bit more grouchy. And he, like, this is how I parent. He, she goes to go outside. He goes, I don't think that's a good idea. And then the woman says, uh, it'll be fine. And he says, I don't think it was good. She goes, it'll be fine. She goes, I brought you some food. He goes, that's very thoughtful of you. This is what I'm like, like with all interactions. like. Uh, Oh, okay. That's very thoughtful of you. And she says, she goes, I'll leave it here. Oh, then he says, yeah, that's very thoughtful. But she stays for a second, kind of looking after him. She goes, can I ask you something? You ever take that helmet off? Uh, uh, or she goes, when's the last time you took it off? He goes, yesterday. She goes, like, in front of somebody else. He goes, uh, huh, when I was, like, their kid's age. Uh, so we get some more backstory. He goes, this is the way. Uh, she goes, isn't it lonely? Not a... Uh, she goes, I could tell you got it. And I say, if you only knew what kind of face was under that helmet, holy mackerel. It's uh, 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 flawless, I'd say. I mean, no no offense to Antonio, because he's not here, but uh, you'd say, who, who gives Antonio Banderas a run for their money? And I'd say, well, one day, if you ever see a helmless uh, Mandalorian, you'll find out. Uh, but she's she's also she's strikingly beautiful too. So to say, holy cow! Uh, and you see that's your like if, if they did stay together, but, but that's your child. That that green that green green uh, thing that looks like a lorp larder. They'd say Oso used to be cute, and now it's uh, no. That's uh, like a, they say Scoots. Okay, yeah, you're right. Get back on track here. So, yeah, and then she goes, well, let us know if you eat, need anything. And then Mando kind of eats in the window, which did seem like not a great idea. But I guess he wants to keep, maybe the, there's like a two-way window or something. You see the kids in the Yoda, or kids in Oso. Then they go, uh, Kara and uh, Mando go on a scouting trip, more thermal prints, 15 to 20 lorp larders. But then they say there's something big, uh, 
and they start looking around, and then they notice it's a ta- it's a print of uh, like a tower. And she goes, is that Sauron's Tower or Sauron's Tower? And Mando goes, I always got those two mixed up. Uh, And he goes, was that played by Christopher Guest? And Cardoon says, no, not Christopher Guest. Uh, Not Christopher Walken either. And she goes, the famous actor that Scoots can't think of his name, but neither Guest nor Walken. He goes, Christopher Plummer? She goes, no, not it, no. Uh, no, not Christopher Plummer either. And he goes, what do you mean it's a tower? He goes, what do you mean? She goes, it's some sort of movable tower with the eye of, uh, presumably the eye of Sauron. And he goes, well, that's not good. Cause, uh, and she goes, yeah. Then we get more uh, serious comedy, more than I signed up for. There's music. Uh, and then the Mandalorian has a town meeting. He goes, bad news, you can't live here anymore. And she goes, nice bedside manner. He goes, oh, can you do better? And she goes, yeah, yeah. What? Uh, every everybody's like, you're supposed to help us. What are you doing? Uh, and he goes, just go somewhere else, big, big, big planet. Uh, and they go, we've been seeding these pods for generations. Uh, and they go, well, there's at least twenty lore larders, and and then the uh, some sort of mobile tower of Sauron or Sauron. And they go, Sauron, it's the eye of Sauron. And they go, which one? Because we're all confused here. And they go, you got Lord Larders and Sauron. And they said, Sauron, I guess the eye of Sauron. We're not leaving. And they go, well, I don't know what to do. And then the Mandalorian says, unless we show them how. And then you say, okay, I learned this from watching the A-Team. It's time for a planning and training sequence. And so we get one with Cara Dune. Uh, he says, he says, Cara Dune here will uh, do, teach you how to do something. I don't know. So they start making pit, mud pits and trees, uh, you know, like barricades. Uh, uh, the mother, the romantic interest of the, the of, uh, 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 um, uh, Omera, uh, she's a good, she's good at, uh, squirt guns, uh, which they're going to use the old ice water and squirt guns. There's nothing the Lorp Larder hates more than Lorp Larp, Lorp, than cold squirt guns. Uh, and then they have a, a pit for the, the eye of Sauron to, to put it out. Uh, uh, it's a bit bad news bears to start. Um, you know, that's part of a training sequence, though. And then they get better. Uh, they also have a moment alone, which is on screen right now, uh, uh, where it's like, uh, what's ha- what's going to happen here? And he goes, we got to go out in the woods now. Also, Cara Dune rolls by when uh, the Mandalorian and Omer are having the moment. Uh, then we got some wood sneaking. Another thing about Lorp Larders is they drink a lot. In this case, they're drinking glow cube uh, drinks uh, with black light uh, into the cup, uh, which I've never seen before. And I think they're drinking, they must be drinking Spotchka, uh, maybe. Uh, because uh, then we see they go into a tent, uh, Karen, uh, Mando. We see vats of maybe Spotchka. And then it's on. And these, these people, it wasn't, they do apple bobbing in Spotchka is the way the Lorp larders compete with one another. 
So, oh boy, does it get crazy because uh, they've never, you know, you can't like with a, like a drink, you like, it's one thing in water or something, but this is, has alcohol in it. So things get crazy. Uh, and then, but the man, Mando and uh, Kara end up, on, you know, they end up winning. But there's a lot of apples being thrown. Then somebody hops in this Eye of Sauron uh, walking tower. They put Eye of Sauron bot 2000 and the chase is on. Uh, we see Oso and the kids hiding out in the mist. We see pa, the ponds. Uh, and uh, the, like, it was, like then the LARPers show up. Uh, they say ready. Then, of course, this giant tower of Sauron shows up with a glowing eye and everything. It's very intimidating. And it moves. It stops right at the begin, like the beginning of the pit, but isn't in the fall. It doesn't fall in the pit. Uh, shines a spotlight, uh, like out of its eye. You know, just like in the movie. But I mean, more. I mean, that was a movie. This is real for the characters, at least. And the Lord of the, they, then the Lord of the Rings uh, LARPers they show up, like throwing apples and saying "Spotchka." Then I think he says to Kara Dune, new plan, full circle. Maybe she says, she says something, but it basically is like a, he gives her her his like a trusty like a pole uh, thing and a lightning pole. And uh, cool her out your mind. Come on. But, but like, uh, like uh, what she does is part of his like faith, uh, I believe. And she... Uh, so I don't know. I thought that was a cool little moment that it's like, huh, there's not going to be any callbacks to this or is there? I mean, because these two definitely have a good working relationship. But so he trusts her with his like most prized possession other than Oso. And Kara jumps in the water. He says, you got this. He's very, they say now or never. Then uh, she says, take the bait, you uh, big eye of Sauron, you hunk of junk. Uh, uh, then it gets stuck in the, in the mud, and they splash the water, put the eye of Sauron out. And they say, we don't even need one ring to rule you all. And eventually they get victory over these Lord larders who will go running home uh, to their mamas, probably, and say, you know, geez, we were throwing apples at these other kids, and uh, they turned the tables on us with ice-cold squirt gun water. There's cheers. Uh, See, was that the plan? Something like that. Uh, then we see Oso and the frog, like playing with the frog. The kids are like, that's gross. Uh, so I think Oso has Oso's first experience with uh, humor, with going in an idea, like the, like the first stage performance. Uh, where Oso says, oh, the kids liked it when I put a frog in my mouth and then spat it back out. Or did they not like it? Uh, it's tough to tell. But Oso liked it, which is almost so. Oso may become a stand-up comedian or sleep podcaster. Uh, it makes kids laugh. Thirty, thirty-three. This was a nice scene because uh, uh, so a couple weeks have gone by, according to the um, dialogue, and Kara and Mando are just kicking it, uh, like literally. This is at thirty, thirty-three. Uh, they are kicking it uh, at the doors of uh, one of their cabins. Uh, like, Kara's sitting down, Manda's standing up, leaning, uh, like, uh, against the wall, which, you know, he does so well. Uh, and then um, Omera shows up. Uh, let's follow the dialogue here. 
Right now, Matt, we're a baby. Oso is the frog. The kids are laughing. Oh, even Oso smiled, and the frog was happy. Uh, Omer brings Kara a drink. She goes, you want something? And Mandalorian goes, maybe later. She smiles, and it's like, oh, your, your son's so happy. He goes, yeah, he is. She says, fits right in. And the Mandalorian watched her walk off. Cara Dune does the eyebrow thing. And she goes, well, what happens if you take your helmet off? Uh, you get in trouble? He goes, no, you just can never put it back on again. And she kind of looks at him like, are you saying figuratively or metaphorically? And she goes, that's it? Uh, and she goes, you could just take off the helmet and settle down here with your kid. Drink spotchka. You know, makes you know maybe but like she goes. I have a feeling you're as handsome as, as she, you know you're both handsome people. When it's a compliment, and she goes, "What are you thinking, dude?" Uh, I don't know. She just has this great performative amusement, uh, like a best friend. I mean, she she's like, uh, and he goes, "We really raised some heck here a couple of weeks ago with those lore blarders. Uh, they might have gotten on one of their newsletters or something." And he goes, "We better move on." We, and she goes, well, I don't, wouldn't want to tell your kid the bad news. And they're playing catch the, catch the brine shrimp. Uh, and he goes, I'm leaving him here. And she goes, she gives him a side eye. He goes, me and with me, it's no life for a kid. And he goes, he's safe here. Better chance at a life. Uh, and she goes, well, he's not going to be happy about it. Cause he loves, she, he loves you're his papa. And he goes, we'll get over it. We all do. She goes, that sounds like something, she goes, that doesn't sound like something a modern generation would say. It sounds something old school. Yeah, yeah, big Kira, Kira smile. If I've been calling her something else, Kara Kara Dune, or Kira Dune, maybe. Uh, let's see, she's softball at the very end. Then we see this elephant type, uh, you know, member of the guild. And... Uh, then the Mandalorian rolls up on O'Mara. He says, actually, she has on um, rubber, whatever those things are called, waiters. Uh, he says, can I have a moment to speak with you? She goes, sure. Uh, and let's see what he says. Uh, he says, it's very nice here. She goes, yeah, I've lived here my whole life. Uh, and he goes, I think it's clear he's happy here. She says, what about you? And he goes, me? No, I'm not for me. She goes, are you happy here? And he just, he doesn't even say anything. She goes, well, it'd be nice if you stayed. The community likes you. She goes, you could pack your armor away. Yeah, you know, maybe kiss someone. You and your boy could have a good life. He could be a kid for a while. I mean, that one cuts deep, you know. She goes, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, really well done. He goes, it would. So you could, I mean, I don't know, in the fifth watch, this is why I do these shows. It really stood up. Then she holds his helmet like she's going to take it off. Uh, pack Osway, good life. Uh, uh, then he says, I don't belong here. And she goes, uh, he goes, he does, though. And she goes, I understand. And she says, I could look after him like he's one of my own. Uh, then we hear the beeping. We see the member of the guild. Uh, uh, like their tile fob and everything, but then we see Kira, 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 Kira Dune. Yeah, uh, she deals with this member of the guild. Says, "Go back, uh, you know, fobless uh, tracking." And they say, "Who is he tracking? You or the kid or me?" He goes, "The kid." Uh, 
And then Oso's looking on as they start packing up uh, to go away. Uh, so this is kind of because uh, they say, yeah, they, they must have uh, the kids tiled. Uh, there's nothing we can do. So then we have Oso making an Oso cute face. Uh, Mandalorian's packing up a skiff, uh, packing it twice. A- autopilot skiff, I guess. Kara says, you don't want an escort? He goes, nah. Uh, I, I goes, we're going to just head right to the, my, uh, my ship, the Razor Crest. Must be the name of his ship. They do a hand, fi- hand five until our paths cross again. Uh, uh, um, the kids are pretty upset to see Oso go. Winter is going to miss Oso. Mandalorian says goodbye to Omera. She, she goes, thanks. Uh, he just nods his head. Uh, and she kind of smiles at him. Oso gets a big hug. He says some cute stuff uh, to the kid. I mean, who knows what he's saying. Maybe he's saying stuff in some sort of force language, too. I mean, he is 50 years old, so if they were playing any games, he would have a distinct advantage. Even catch the brine shrimp. Uh, Mando uh, sets everything up in the skiff. Actually, we have like a pretty, pretty long, like five or ten second sequence of him, everybody just watching and looking on. A lot of nodding. I wonder if uh, Pedro Pascal like has to do neck exercises. He must. Then we get a close up of Oso's face. It's awful but sad, and inquisitive, and cute. Oh, so cute, and it ends. Uh, we get the wonderful surprise. This episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. I mean, what well, this one I didn't. I knew she directed an episode this season. And I don't know, I was having trouble counting the paintings, so I don't know if there's nine or ten paintings at the end, but definitely worth watching. And then let's look, look up a couple of things quick from this episode here. Uh, let's see. Still came up Lionel Kitty City. So Bryce Dallas Howard, we, we don't, I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, obviously a great director, uh, but also a great performer, and, you know, because we're uh, you know, big fans of... Uh, uh, Steven and Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, uh, you know, awesome on Jurassic World. So wouldn't it be nice uh, it gets said? And that's like, I, I talked about this on the podcast before. Like, uh, for me, one of my pinnacle moments of uh, consuming uh, film was uh, the first time I saw the movie Roger and Me. And maybe like uh, the second time or third time I saw it too. And then... Uh, what's uh, Hamper Ben Hamper? I think is saying about talking about the song. Wouldn't it be nice? Uh, but wouldn't be nice is a song written by Brian Wilson, Tony Asher, and Mike Love for the Beach Boys. Came out on Pet Sounds in 1966. This is from Wikipedia. Uh, it was put out as a, as a single two months before the album's release. With God only knows as the B side. Whoa, boy! What a what a record! Uh. And in some countries, it wouldn't be nice with a B-side. The B-side wins again and again, as Chuck D used to sing. Uh, let's see. Wilson did the uh, orchestral uh, wall of sound arrangement using a variety of instruments not normally heard in popular music, including accordions and 12-string guitar and a lot of other classical stuff. Uh, Love was not originally listed as a co-writer, but received his credit after uh, having to get having to make, uh, advocate for Mike's love self. 
it was very the happy sounding music according to this wikipedia uh was influential in uh future pop power pop uh tony asher credits the idea of the song to brian wilson the innocence of the situation uh like uh seemed immensely appealing to him uh, lyrics were written almost entirely by asher over the course of one or two days uh Mike loved it and, and the um, yeah, ending couplet uh, it celebrated adolescence fun and teenage love, uh, but subverts this connect, convention uh, with uh, the, the saying. But I mean, for me, it, it, like it is removed from those meanings of the song uh, from Ben Hamper. Let me just see if I can find that in the um, like references. Uh, there's cover versions. It's got to be mentioned in here somewhere. Maybe it's not. Wouldn't it be nice if we think of it like a, I don't know. That's just for me what I always think of when I think of this song. Uh, unless it's like another song. But I, I think it's like, uh, wouldn't it be nice if we think of hope and pray it might come true. And we could be happy. Is that another song? Uh, no, wouldn't it be nice? Uh, another thing that came up was like uh, the Oso's relationship with the frog. Uh, reminded me of the film The Princess and the Frog, which was uh, uh, 2009. Wow, it came out 2009 in a Disney film. It was the 49th uh, Disney animated feature film, loosely based on the novel The Frog Princess by E.D. Baker, uh, which is based on the grim fairy tale The Frog Prince. It was written by uh, John Musker and Ron Clements. Uh, Let's see. I like to always see. Okay, so it came out in 2009 for the holiday season, 97 minutes. It cost $105 million, brought in about $271 million. Uh, It takes place in New Orleans, uh, stars Tiana. Uh, and, uh, like, I don't want to talk about the plot because uh, since uh, probably on Disney Plus, too. Uh, but, yeah, I always love uh, stuff that's based on it. Uh, Let's see. Disney had once announced, this is early development, that Home on the Range would be their last traditionally animated film. Uh, Then in 2006, they acquired Pixar. And many animators had been laid off uh, from traditional animation units, but they got rehired back onto the project. Uh, They also brought back Clements and Musker, who had worked on The Great Mouse Detective, The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Hercules, and Treasure Planet. and uh, they started everything, uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's a definitely a beloved, beloved uh, Disney film. Kara uh, Dune made me think of Dune, uh, the novel, which this was interesting. So I guess I thought I had talked about, you know, maybe I've talked about Dune, the movie, uh, but I don't think I ever looked up this Wikipedia article about Dune, a 1965 science fiction novel, originally published as two separate serials. I had no idea about that. It was a first installment of the Dune Saga, which I think I've read a few of these books, but my brain is not, uh, like, uh, retained very much. Uh, and, uh, you know, very popular books, a popular movie. I think there's a, was it coming out or was there already a miniseries? Let's look that up. Uh, I mean, it really, like, uh, a David Lynch movie was it who made the first uh, film. Let's see, there's adaptations, there's early stalled attempts, then there was the 1984 film by David Lynch, 
2000 miniseries by John Harrison that came out on the Sci-Fi Channel. And then a couple of, oh, there's a 2020 film coming out. Uh, uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting. So it's about to come out uh, at some point, uh, uh, not that far from now. I mean, who knows uh, when you're hearing this. So that'll be something, I, you know, I'll check out too. Uh, yeah, you think that's it. There's other stuff that'll be in the research if you want to look it up. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much uh, for listening and uh, good night.